I want to personally welcome you to session one of Life and Leadership Lessons with Chip. Today, we're going to start a three-part series on unstoppable friendships. Last week, I had the great privilege of spending time with my good friend, Pastor Todd, and his church, New Hope, in Akron, Ohio. I think one of the greatest lessons in life are when we begin to realize who truly are our friends. I hope that through the series of messages that you will be challenged on what it means to be an unstoppable friend. Let's dive right into lesson number one. I will be there. Well, there's a lot of energy in here this morning. Isn't it exciting? God is so good and he is amazing in what he is doing. I love the fact that you are talking about unstoppable faith. So we're going to talk about unstoppable friendships. You good with that today? So this morning, before we get started, I think it's really important that we take a moment and just give our hearts to God. So let's pray. Dear Lord and Heavenly Father, I believe there's probably someone in here this morning who's never been in an environment like this before. Maybe it's because they've been in a church that was all about religion and it got stuffy. And they forgot about grace, and they forgot about people, and they forgot about the fact we are all hurting. Maybe there's just someone in here who's like, I don't, I don't know about this God thing. Someone invited me this morning, and I just don't know about this thing. Lord, I just pray that you are stirring within our hearts something unique. That you are planting a seed within our souls that we can listen to the teaching of your word. That we can understand that you love us in spite of us. And that you want to be a part of our lives. There is no sin too great for you to save. You came to save all sin. So Lord, I pray that you would encourage our hearts with that this morning. And in Jesus' name, amen. amen. You know, one of the things I, I really like is the, the stories of Paul. But we're going to go before Paul was Paul and talk about Saul, okay? And Saul needed a good friend. So I want you to turn with me to Acts chapter 9. And I apologize. I know you guys use the King James. I have an ESV here. So it, it's going to be pretty close, but you might hear some things that are, are a little bit different. But I want you to see something unique. Acts chapter 9 Acts chapter 9, this is where there's the conversion of Saul. And I want to go past the conversion point and go to the place where he needed a friend. How many of you have had good friends? Like best friends. I'm not talking about your brother and sister, someone who you know will be there thick and thin no matter what, and, and at times they, they're, they're annoying, right? you got brothers and sisters that are completely annoying. I have three sisters. They're all annoying, all right? But I love them. I will be there for them no matter what their family. I'm not talking about that type of friendship. I'm talking about a friend who's willing to call you out when you're struggling, who is there for you, who you know when you call them, they will be there. That's the type of friend I'm talking about. Saul needed a good friend. And the reason he needed a good friend, because there was a conversion, there was a change that took place in his life. And as we see be, be, in the verses between 1 and 9, he actually comes to a place where he's blinded. He's been confronted with God. And I, I imagine he's lonely. 
His world has been turned upside down. He's attacking the church. He's doing everything he can do to go against God, and then God grabs a hold of him. And he's alone. He's blind. And he's relying on some guys, some soldiers, that have no clue at what just happened. And this is what God does in verse 10. Now there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, and he says... Here I am, Lord. Now, that's really important to see. Because Ananias, all right, he's a, he's a disciple of God, and God comes to him. He, he, he hears God's voice, and what does he say? Here I am, Lord. How many times have you heard God's voice? I think most of the time you've heard something, and you're going, is that God? Is he trying to talk to me? But most of the time, what he tries to say to us ends up being this, this thing that really is like, no, I ain't doing that. I don't want to listen to what you're about ready to tell me because I don't want to let go of that, right? But Ananias, he goes, here I am, Lord. What are you trying to say? Look what he says in verse 11. The Lord says to him, rise and go to the street called Straight. And at the house of Judas, look for a man of Tarsus named Saul, for behold, he is praying, and he has seen a vision, a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. Now listen to what Ananias says, because this is very important. This is my first point here. A good friend will be there. Right? You'll know a good friend when you go through life's hells and they're still there. Because all of us are going to experience some act of a hell in this world, right? We'll be there. Sometimes God calls us to be friends to our enemies. I want you to think about this for a moment. This, listen to what he says. Listen to what he says here. He says... Lord, I have heard from many about this man. I have heard, I've heard about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints at Jerusalem, and here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. He says, what, Lord? This guy? This guy's coming to kill me. And you want me to do what? There's something that's really important for understand. It's okay to question God. But it's not okay to deny God. It's okay to question and say, Lord, why? I got to tell you a story of this young man. Uh, I was coaching uh, sports, football. I love coaching football. I've been coaching football for 20 plus years, and I, I miss it. And uh, I miss it because of the relationships. And we had this coach. He was a young coach, about 21, 22 years old. And, uh, and he was constantly watching me because I was the pastor, and he heard about pastors and how pastors think they're better than everybody else. And uh, he was constantly watching me. 
And we made some mistakes. You know, you always make some mistakes in relationships, right? And you do some things and you get frustrated with kids and you handle things incorrectly. And he watched and he saw all of those things. Fast forward to about six years. And uh, we're having a baptismal service out at this camp. And for some reason, his name is Josh. For some reason, Josh came to our church, which, is, which was really odd because we weren't even at church. We had this big sign that says, we're down the road at the camp. And Josh had a tugging within his heart to come to church that day. And for some reason, usually they don't just, they're like, well, I'll come back next Sunday. But for some reason, he came out there. And guess what Josh did? Josh came out there in a full suit. Pastor Chip is in shorts and a teacher that says, I have decided because we're getting ready to baptize people. We're having grilled chicken. We're, there's 600 and some people out there with kids and we're just having this great old time. He comes out there in his suit. He walks up to me and he was crying. And I said, what's going on, Josh? He says, I need to talk to you. I want to do it right now, but I need to talk to you. I said, okay, and uh, I, I, there was a bunch of people there who knew Josh, so I, I took Josh to those people, and they had good conversation. They loved on Josh. And Josh, afterwards, uh, I saw those baptisms, and he was just in awe of what God was doing. Josh says to me, hey, can you come over tonight? Now, you've got to understand something about Josh. I knew Josh didn't really like me. But that moment that God was like, there was a tug in my heart that said, you better go. And in my mind, I was like, no, I don't want to go. <laughs> I know how this guy feels about me. I don't really want to go. I went to his house that night, walked in the door, and he goes, you, I cannot believe that you're sitting in my house right now. He said, I cheated on my girlfriend. She's left me. She's taken our daughter, and I don't know what to do. And he said, I have no idea why you're in my living room. I hate you. I hated you. But I've been watching you, and I knew that you did what you said you would do. That night, Josh asked Jesus to be his personal Savior. God healed him of all of those things. Then the church comes and begins to love on him. And Josh is a changed man today. Because we heard the call from God to go, even though it wasn't comfortable. And Josh told me all the things he didn't. You ever sit in a room and have some guy just say, this is why I hate you, this, 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 this. And you got to take the whole thing. And finally you go, Josh... Okay, why do you want, why am I here to just beat me up? <laughs> no, you're here because I knew you loved the Lord. And I need the Lord. See, Ananias understood the love of the Lord. And... Hope you enjoyed lesson number one as we learned that unstoppable friends will be there when we need them. So join us next week as we look at lesson number two, A Gentle Touch. God bless and we pray you have a great weekend. See you next week.